An entitled parent tried to force me into caring for her child for the foreseeable future. Back in the late 2000s, I was hired by my aunt to take care of my cousin since she was about a year old to help her, as she was then a single mother with a very career-driven mind. Her parents got divorced because the mother worked too much. It just so happens that she likes her job and would even work from home. Her father was a layabout, barely could keep a job if he ever bothered finding one. But he was her high school sweetheart, so she didn't really care because she enjoyed enjoyed having him around in some kind of eye candy fashion, at least at first, because five years of laying about did cause him to inflate in every possible direction. They started to grow even further apart because my aunt would work and her husband would not do any work, including child rearing or cleaning, but thought that my aunt would stop working that hard so he could just be a lazy person. Not really a good role model, to be honest. When my aunt got divorced, she still had to work, but she had her baby to take care of. I was about 12, 13 when I first got off quite the generous pay, double the minimum wage back in the days, so about $16 an hour at the time, to help take care of my baby cousin while her mother worked in the other room, plus the promise that my college and university would be paid for by my aunt. So, being the little opportunist I was, I thought, great. Now, I was too young to believe I would need to get all this in writing, so I am perfectly aware now that I should never trust anyone's word that easily because we are related. I was arguably mature for my age, but most of my work was simply to change the baby and feed her from 4 until 10 so my aunt could work without being interrupted and take a nap so she could then take care of the baby. I had my own room set up at her place and often would simply spend my time studying or playing video games when my cousin was not calling for care. Keep in mind, this was not unusual in my family. We are tightly knit. We learned soon after that the father had skipped town. To this day, he hasn't come back, not even once. I was kept in the dark for a year or two, but I was told later. I was my cousin's dedicated babysitter slash nanny most of her life. When I was done with high school, my aunt even offered me more money so I would take care of her longer, and when she started school, I helped her with her homework. Then things got got a bit weird. The older she got, the less available my aunt became for her events. So I started filling in for her. Recitals? I went with her. Parent-teacher conferences? I went. I was about 20-something by that point. I would pick her up from her play dates, no questions asked. But then my aunt went back against her word. I wanted to go to college, get my degree or something. She said, no, you have to be available to take care of your cousin. I explained to her that I would still be able to help out after school, but I would be just a bit busier and my schedule might change. She completely blew up and teared me a new one. She screamed at me in ways I never expected her to, especially Especially since we had such a good relationship for the past seven years. She told me I was selfish, told me that my cousin relied on me and that I should be grateful for the opportunity of helping her raise her child. I tried to reason with her, but she got even angrier. And then she slapped me across the face and told me she wouldn't pay me one time for the college or university. That I would come to take care of her child and that's that. Because that's what family does. I pretended to agree because I was simply terrified of her at that point and knew enough stories not to try and reason with her. And just left for the evening. Just imagining having those big green eyes bloodshot from rage glaring down at you with the heaviest breathing you could imagine. This is what I was opposed to. I went to my mother, then to my father, then told them the story. I was about 20 already, but never has anybody raised their hand on me, at least in my family. My father and mother have been divorced, but when they heard the story, in a united front that would only be accompanied by the Avengers theme song, they went to my aunt. According to my mom, my aunt thought 
that since I did not go to college right away, she believed that in some twisted perception of the world, I would take over as my cousin's paternal figure and stick around to raise her kid with her. This was beyond the comprehension of me, my father, or my mother. She was told that she was not allowed to see me anymore and that she could start considering childcare services from now on. Now, I love my cousin. I can safely say that my affection for her is somewhat akin to one of a parental figure, as I saw her grow from a baby to an adorable child that she is today. But in absolutely no way was I ever picturing myself being their parent, or that I would have to take care of her until she was old enough to move out. After that, my aunt had the gall to make a phone call and make me speak to my cousin. My cousin, being around seven years old then, was crying on the phone and asking me if it was true that I didn't want to see her anymore and that I hated her. I asked her if her mom was around. She said yes. I told her that she was family and that no, I did not hate her. I told her that I wanted to go to school like her so I could become smarter and told her she can call her aunt, who's my mom, whenever she misses me and I would make time to see her at my mother's place. This apparently comforted her and enraged her mother because she picked up the phone and screamed at me some more. I hung up. Today my cousin is a bit older. We don't see each other as much anymore, but she still calls me every week or so. I don't speak to her mother anymore but she apparently changed quite a lot after the events. She went to therapy after the events and actually ended up reducing her work hours to take care of her child. She is growing up healthy and loved. She sometimes calls me dad whenever I sound patronizing on the phone or in person, even more often learning the whole story from me, my mother and father, and my aunt own up to it all. No matter the past, she is today one of the dearest people to my heart, and she is always welcome around me. My friends are the ladies in my life because she truly is a sweetheart. My aunt, however, never called me to apologize or to make amends. She never made good on her word, so I never believed that she ever truly accepted the fact that I was not wrong. I do not attend events where I might run into her, and I spend Christmas with my friends instead of spending it with my family these days anyway. My family is not as tightly knit as it used to be, and if I ever agree to take care of her child, I demand payment in advance. Yeah, if I was this guy, I would never work for that lady ever again. I mean, what a terrible parent. They legitimately wanted to push their kid off on somebody else to literally raise them all at the expense of this person not being able to have I don't know a future of some kind they wanted them to stay out of university just to raise their kid that's a whole nother level of abuse that I can't even possibly comprehend I feel sorry that this story went down the way it was and I genuinely wish this person the best of luck moving forward am I the jerk for letting my kids think that their mom had passed away so that we could get free breakfast. I will first say that this did not happen today. It happened about eight years ago, but it still comes up every time I take my kids somewhere. My wife had a big work project from home, and I had some unused leave days. So I took the kids to see my family by the beach for the first time on my own. I have three kids, one seven and two five-year-olds. We got to the hotel after a four-hour drive and the clerk checking us in asked where the kid's mom was. I immediately thought I was going to get some BS about how you couldn't be alone with three kids in a hotel. As I was gearing up to let loose, one of my five-year-olds said, Mommy is not with us. It is our first trip to our grandma's without her. I didn't think anything of it. They had been mildly upset mom wasn't along the whole time. So I just said to the clerk, yes, this is our first trip without her. He immediately excuses himself and goes in the back. I am annoyed. I just want to check in and get the kids settled for the next day. He comes back with the manager and they both look upset. I am getting madder and madder at this point. Then the manager says, 
Sir, we are very sorry for your loss and know this must be a hard trip. We'd like to offer you free breakfast for the duration of your stay. I know it's not much, but we want to help. Now it clicks. They think she's passed away. Not working, probably enjoying the alone time in the house. So, of course, I graciously say yes. Four people, four days, that's a nice chunk of change, which I graciously accept. Then one of the twins asks, What did you lose, Daddy? The clerk helpfully says, Your mommy. I am so sorry for all of you. The kids were confused. I tried to blow it off, but the seven-year-old goes, That means someone passed away. And the twins lose their minds. We get whisked off to our room, and I have to call my wife to prove she's alive. She's not amused. Eventually, everyone settles down, and I have to call the dad to tell them that I think there's been a misunderstanding and that I can't accept the free breakfast for me and my family. I didn't tell them why. I just said that I know we wouldn't use them as we were seeing family the whole time. I avoided the clerk and the manager to the best I could the whole time we were there. Fast forward to two weeks ago when I took my oldest on a quick trip to see my mom. And as we were leaving, my wife says, hey, don't tell anyone I'm unalive. This is a hilariously tragic story. I mean, how traumatizing must that have been for those kids to think, oh no, mom has passed away. To answer the question, yeah, <laughs> the dad's a jerk in this one. I don't get to say that very often because most times these situations are pretty straightforward. But yeah, the dad's a jerk. Sorry, man. You can't just elude that your wife is no longer with you just to get free breakfast. But thankfully, it's turned into like a family joke and people can have a good time about it. So hopefully the kids haven't been too scarred because nobody wants to go on vacation and come back traumatized. Today I messed up by inviting my crush to spend the night at my house. I'm currently visiting my parents who live in a relatively small town. The plan was to have a wholesome weekend with my family and eventually leave with brand new memories to cherish. I basically sabotaged that plan the moment I realized my high school crush, a girl I will reference as Sarah, lives two hours away. Back in school, she was always in relationships with other people and I never got the chance to express my feelings. I've moved on from her for the most part, but as a 22-year-old, old guy, high school doesn't feel like ancient history yet, and those feelings I had for Sarah never really died. It just went into hibernation. Cut to me summoning the courage to call Sarah. Her phone number was still the same. When she answered, I first had to explain who I was. Not gonna lie, jogging her memory took some time, but I didn't take it personally. I was socially awkward in high school. She eventually remembered me when I mentioned an incident where I had to stand in front of the class during life sciences and demonstrate how to properly open a condom wrapper. It was a cringy thing to remember me for, but whatever. It was smooth sailing from that moment onwards. Towards the end of our call, I decided to throw it out there that if she happened to be close to town, then she's more than welcome to come and visit. Sarah revealed that she was in town that moment, visiting friends. Without wasting time, I invited Sarah for dinner so she could meet my parents and continue catching up with me. She accepted my invitation and came over last night. As soon as we locked eyes, I had to send my brain an urgent telepathic message, telling it to calm down. We're not 17 anymore. Sarah was still drop-dead gorgeous and not to mention a fantastic guest. My parents loved her and so did I. My dad, the accidental wingman, suggested that Sarah spend the night since none of us realized how late it was until it was too late. I passionately supported my old man's suggestion and invited Sarah to stay in the guest house with me. I made sure to emphasize that she could sleep in my bed while I crashed on the couch. Sarah was hesitant, but she eventually expressed her appreciation and decided to sleep over. I woke up on the couch at 2 in the morning to the sound of Sarah talking to someone in her 
her bedroom. I think she underestimated how thin the walls were because I could hear every word. I heard no one else, so she obviously was on the phone. If I had to presume the context of their conversation, I would say the person on the phone was one of Sarah's friends who also went to school with her because Sarah was describing me to this friend based on who I was in high school. It was clear that the friend was struggling to remember me, much like how Sarah was struggling when the two of us spoke on the phone earlier. Sarah found it funny and provided more and more details. To my surprise, Sarah remembered more about me than I thought. She referred to me as her high school stalker. I mean, what? I've never stalked anyone in my life. Sarah also mentioned an incident on Valentine's Day when someone in class was leaving random love letters on her desk with no name. Even though the culprit never came clean, Sarah told her friend on the phone that she always suspected it was me. Just for the record, I'm not the person who wrote those letters. However, according to Sarah's tell-all phone call, I was the guy in class who apparently made her feel like someone was watching her all the time. She made a joke about locking the bathroom door just in case since I was a creep. If that wasn't trying traumatizing enough. I had to listen to Sarah gossip about my parents. My dad specifically. She had nothing but nice things to say about him. One might even say a little too nice. She made it clear to her friend that she found my dad attractive and would be more than willing to spend more time with him, if you know what I mean. Needless to say, I didn't get much sleep after that. This morning, I went for an early run while everyone was asleep. I left Sarah a note saying she can leave whenever she wants to, but I'm going to be gone for a while. Overall, though, I regret inviting her over, and I'll never do that again. Again. This guy invited a girl over from school he barely knew who he had a massive crush on only to have her talk absolute garbage about her. That's a really terrible situation. The fact that she even agreed to sleep over at all and let alone come over to his house is very surprising to me. I wouldn't have done that, but she went ahead and did it. It's just a shame that she was so toxic about it. I mean, they invited her over and showed her some hospitality and allowed her a place to stay. The least you could do is be a gracious guest or if anything, go out to your car to have that kind of conversation. Overall, at least this guy knows her true colors and he can stay away from here on out. My fiancé has been cheating on me with a married friend of mine. I'll call the friend Jeff and his wife Maria. I'll call my fiancé Anne. Jeff, Maria, and Anne are childhood friends. Just for the context, my fiancé is on vacation and she has been staying in Europe with her family. Anne's family also invited Jeff's family since their parents are close friends. I didn't mind her taking some time off and enjoying her vacation. She has told me that Jeff is like a brother to her. I couldn't join her personally because of the workload I currently have. It has been three weeks since she left. We've only been texting and calling a few times. She sent me pictures and videos and I was happy that she is enjoying the vacation. Yesterday, Maria came to my house drunk and sobbing. She was talking about unaliving herself. I got confused and scared for her well-being and she broke the news that Jeff and Anne have been having an affair. She was suspicious of Jeff for months, but she only found out a month ago. I asked why she didn't tell me and she told me that she was only suspicious and had no evidence and she wasn't sure if she should have told me as it could hurt my relationship. We discussed everything last night till the morning. She bought an Android phone to download all of the Snapchat and Instagram data off of Jeff. Anne was sending him very suggestive messages. Sending him dirty pictures, if you know what I mean. And their plan to meet up soon as he wanted to spend some quality time with her. This text that I saw from him was dated February 5th. And there are so many more. The last text I saw was from the 3rd of April. They were planning to meet in some restaurant and go for a movie. And now I was thinking this was their date. I am heartbroken. I haven't really cried in years, but this made me. I was also angry. I wanted to call her and talk unthinkable things. Maria suggested we take revenge on them right then. I refused. I know she was angry too. I told her you'd be a cheater like them if you go down that path. 
She wanted to get wasted and pass out. I asked her to get some rest and we'll discuss things tomorrow. I let her stay in the night as she was too drunk to leave. We shared our social media IDs and she told me to make a different one so no one can keep tabs on that. And today we are meeting for lunch to discuss our partners. I can't process it. I can't believe that she would do that. She's the nicest and sweetest person and she would betray me and lie to me. My question is, is whether I should confront them or call them or wait to come and see her because I cannot be patient for a few more weeks. What should I do? This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Regardless of what this original poster decides to do, they need to cut ties with their soon-to-be spouse. They do not need this in their lives. They've obviously seen true colors. This is something that they absolutely need to run away from. I would say send screenshots of all the conversations that you've seen. Say, hey, I've got proof and that we're done. And then move on. It's easier said than done, to be honest. But at this point, what else is there really to do? The fact of the matter is, is that this relationship is definitely over. And there's no point in trying to hang on to it. My parents robbed me of my childhood and teenage years. I'm 20 years old. Growing up, I never got to spend my summer mornings outside playing with my friends. I had to study, stay up to date with extracurriculars, and write pages to improve my handwriting, to be allowed an hour outside in the evening. While all my friends were having fun, I was inside crying with a pencil in my hand. All my extracurriculars were picked by my father, and they were all activities he found interesting. I was never once asked what I actually wanted to do. I never got to do sleep sleepovers except with my cousin just because my parents didn't want me to. I was to constantly study and get good grades and if I slacked off even just for a bit I was beaten with belts, shoes, and household objects. My father even spit in my drink once and made me drink it to humiliate me for disobeying him. Books were my only escape so I would often get engrossed in them but my father didn't even let me have this one thing. He humiliated me for having this insignificant hobby. He hid my books at one point and threw some of them away. Then came my teenage years, and it only worsened from there. The loneliness I was feeling in my childhood intensified. I was rarely allowed to go out with my friends, and on the occasion that I was... I'd been bombarded with millions of calls and messages, so I couldn't even enjoy it. Dating was also off limits, because my parents didn't want me to date. My cell phone was occasionally checked, and I was slapped for using curse words. I was 16 years old when all of this was happening, not a child. I wasn't allowed to go to any parties, and I never went to prom. Hobbies that I actually wanted to cultivate only caused more insulting from my family and ridiculed to the point that I lost interest in them completely. I always wanted to be a writer, but now I can barely 
motivate myself to type a single word. I've lost all my passion. Now I'm 20 years old, on the verge of moving out soon, in less than a year. I've lost 20 years of my life. That's 20 years I'll never get back. 20 years I'll never get to experience and live again. My childhood and teenage years are gone, and it's never coming back. And when I bring this up to my mother, she says that I'm holding the past against them and harboring a grudge. The funny thing is, they're the same people now that they were when they did those awful things to me. They haven't changed in the slightest. My father to this day maintains that his beatings were justified because they were for my own good. My mother defends his actions by saying he meant no harm, but I see no good that came out of it and I am still hurting from it. I lost 20 years of my life to my parents, who were essentially my jailers. A quarter of my life is gone. What did I gain from all this except a lifelong of baggage? And mom, if these were supposed to be the best days of my life, I really don't want to see what's in store for me ahead. I hope whoever wrote this story finds the happiness and the security that they deserve in life. It's one thing to have strict parents who expect a lot out of you, but it's another thing to just have absolutely abusive parents who clearly tortured this young lady. All throughout her childhood and teenage years. Good for her for moving out and moving on. And it's such a shame that she lost her childhood and teenage years. But I genuinely hope she finds happiness and success moving forward. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.